put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, the little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look at a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Oh, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. Well, the season might be done and dusted, but we've only just begun here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club, because it's that time of year once again, folks. Tis the season for wild speculation without the burden of accountability. Strap in for an hour of he'll go here, he'll go there. Welcome to Raid and Trade 2018. Joining me is a man who's just returned from Noosa via private jet. G'day, Tiz. 36 grand lighter, Chief. 36 <laughs> grand lighter in the salary cap. <laughs> what a bargain. Didn't work for Shield, did it? No, Carlton thought they were in the box seat. but and uh... all they could land was a plane. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, thank you very much. Wow, no rust on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We started early here on the Hawk Talk podcast. Good to see. Uh, no, it ended up being uh, Essendon. Yeah, Devon and Dylan together at last. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. So <laughs> you're not hurt by it? No, no. If he prefers the coffees in Essendon, good luck to him. They summoned five players to a cafe <laughs> yep. to shout him God knows what. I'm going to say it's Kool-Aid rather than coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely wasn't the antidote. I think we can be sure of that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, Shield drifts off into the night. And uh, we find new targets, and just in the past couple of hours, it's been official, Chadley. Chadley? The Chad. Okay. Any others? Uh, Chadwood? Chadwood. <laughs> anyway, Wingard would like to join Hawthorne. Yes, he's nominated Hawthorne, which is nice. We'll get to that. I mean, it's been an interesting time for Hawks fans, because without that piece of news, which was, you're right, only announced a couple of hours before hitting record... I mean, it's been pretty bare. Well, I've been raiding Adelaide for the last 24 months. <laughs> That's all we've done. We've got Impy and now we're looking at Wingard. And Henderson. How, how have you... How bored have I been? Terribly. Yeah, terribly, well, terribly bored. Well, how, how have you spent your time this trade period? Because I haven't listened to a second of trade radio, but it hasn't stopped me hearing the rubbish and the nonsense that they've produced. <laughs> yeah, they're um, entertaining themselves, I think. That must be all it is. There was I... a truck and a trailer segment today. Oh, Did yeah, read I read that. that. Yeah, I read oh. that on Twitter. Which all... players are trucks who do the heavy hauling? <laughs> Which players are trailers who are pulled along? And they couldn't even agree. On which were trucks and which were trailers. It was I'll, just the most inept segment I've ever heard. I'll give credit to uh, one of our listeners for this who suggested that trade radio is up on blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to keep on extending that analogy, that's a fine way to do it. But uh, no, there's been some nonsense takes. But this is what happens when, you know... Like that one about Hogan, right? Oh, <laughs> Coming to Hawthorne. The- that was garbage. <laughs> now, of course, Tiz is referencing, for anyone who hasn't, Kept up with this. At uh, some point, I got really bored. Just decided <laughs> to create rumours of my own. Well, this is it. I challenged you to create fake news, basically. Yeah. And create a tantalising yet false trade rumour. Yep. And, and I, didn't you just step up to the plate? Absolutely. Must be the Russian in me. But uh, <laughs> it is just fantastic. Almost immediately, you conjured up some deal involving Hogan and Scrimshaw and... And then it, <laughs> you gave it to me, and without your knowledge, I put it into MS Paint <laughs> and made Jesse Hogan wear a Hawks Guernsey. Which was actually quite convincing. It doesn't look bad. It, it seems to work, but it is completely fake. And yeah. it, 
took your tweet and gave it the banner of AFL Trade Wizard, <laughs> which uh, I haven't taken for myself. I probably should get on that. Yeah, you should definitely do that for next season. Yeah. And all the listeners will know that it's absolute carp. <laughs> and other people will be like retweeting it and stuff. It'll be oh, terrific. It'll be fantastic. Trade fun. Wizard casts his spell. Retweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us another 500 times <laughs> so we can look into the crystal ball and oh, uh, some rubbish like that. Anyway. But uh, you, you have to make your own fun in these times because, as Wiley points out, Wiley, one of our listeners, uh, hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. He's just thankful we're back. Because now we're a distraction. We're saving people from, from, from the, trade radio. From the, from the callers that ring SEN and go, <laughs> first time caller, long time listener, I have this trade that I think is possible that I'd like you to hear out. It involves nine clubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nine-way trade. Uh, here we go. Now, uh, Jason, we do have to throw to the sponsors, so if you could just make this one quick. How many podcasts are out for bloody AFL Trade Radio? Trade Radio, it's I just... had to turn off the notifications for that. <laughs> Yeah, because they're relentless. The whole idea, the whole concept of trade radio is relentless. And Wiley, this is what I wanted to point out, Wiley hit us up with a tweet. He says, save us from the verbal shit sprinkler that is Kane Corns <laughs> and Matthew Lloyd. Now, Kane Corns was quite obviously just trying to keep Wingard at port. <laughs> yeah, right, because... He just rubbished us. Well, his club's been gutted. Polek and Pittard and now Wingard's out the door. Yep. <laughs> Who's left? Well, well, I don't know. Who, it, I, I don't know how they will replace Pittard. <laughs> it's a special X factor he brings. <laughs> you you actually linked during the week. You sent a some link to me. I, let's put it this way: yeah. some irate <laughs> Port Adelaide fan has gone to the trouble of making a five-minute <laughs> video on YouTube of all the stuff-ups, and they are magnificent <laughs> stuff-ups. Pittard did in only one season, 2015, and a majority of them happened in the last five minutes of games. It is astonishing in this, I would say, supercut of shitness <laughs> of uh, of Pittard. It is astonishing how many are like anti-clutch moments. You yeah. would you would say yeah. they, they actually cost Port the game almost every single time. Yeah, it's well, all I'm in not... one season. That, yeah. that is insane. That strike rate. Anyway, Kane Corns is clearly just pissed off yep. that we're raiding the cupboard again. We've gone back to SA, specifically Port. Yep. And uh, his assessment of Hawthorne has been uh, quite damning, wouldn't you say it is? Also, Blinkett. I mean, he had us nowhere near finals this year as well. And he apologised for that mid-year. Yeah, so he's just going back to the world. I mean, how, how many times can you be wrong about Hawthorne dropping down the ladder? Exactly right. And we only bring this up. We, we heard from one of our listeners, Sav, who said, please review Korn's comments. Uh, they were really quite uh, aggravating to Hawks fans. So it is worth bringing up. But he basically said, uh, we're not playing finals footy next year. Taking a tumble down the ladder, I think was his words. Who cares? He's got to say something. I mean, the poor bastard is on with nothing happening That's for right. hours at, This on is end. my point about trade radio. They're just treading water. Waiting for something. They're constantly rehashing. So, how many times is Terry Wallace going to review our list? <laughs> Has it been upwards of ten times in the first few days? I don't mind some of his reviews. They're all right. He's okay. He's he's one of the least offensive. Anyway, I think we should just put Trade Radio to one side. We could rant about it all day. What I like about Wiley's tweet actually is it's going to be listenable now. They'll <laughs> be talking about Hawthorne and Wingard. So don't worry. That's right. Yeah, don't worry. We're getting to the Hawks. But Wiley made the point of calling Corns and Lloyd. Uh, Verbal shit sprinklers. What I want to know is, what did you imagine in your mind? Because I I was torn between two visuals there. This is horrible. <laughs> I, I didn't know whether to go with the common garden sprinkler 
Oh. Or like a chef kind of sprinkling some sort of seasoning over a dish. Well, that did not come to mind. <laughs> no, neither? No, it just sort of, those hot summer childhoods came to mind, really. Where I jumped through <laughs> the sprinkler. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put an end to this <laughs> and definitively say I'd like to talk about anything else and I regret it. Great. Okay, we move on. Uh, before we get too stuck into the podcast, though, we should get to some social media stuff. Because uh, a lot's gone. And we have been away a while. We're back now. Aren't we popular enough, Chief? I reckon we've got room to grow. Okay. <laughs> we've got work to do still. And that's why we've, we're doing another call out. This is your inner Clarko, isn't it? Unfinished business, mate. It'll never be done. Uh, what was it? A million listers by 2050? We went the full Jeff Kennett? Oh, wow. Was that the mission statement Great. a while ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, to that end, we want you to jump on iTunes. 109 ratings we're sitting on now. So you can rate and review us on there. We'd really appreciate it. And, you know, 109 ratings, Tiz. Jeez, we've got our work cut out for us this week. Many in Hawthorne's history have recorded exactly 109 games. Now, I don't want to get too bogged down in this, so we're just going to rattle off some of the names here. Clary Lonsdale, life member of the club, debuted in 1927. Poor bugger. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Not a great time to debut. <laughs> it was uh, very much the early days, but an underachieving Hawthorne side. sort of in... <laughs> For more than a decade, it yeah. says. Yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> he didn't have a great run. It played a variety of positions, but produced his best footy at halfback. Went on to serve in World War II, as did a lot of the players around yeah, that time. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Uh, Peter O'Donoghue, another 109-game player, life member, player and coach of the Hawthorne Footy Club, described as an extremely versatile footballer. He captained the club for three years between 1950 and 1952, and yet another guy whose career was put on hold while he served uh, in the Navy, in this case, during World War II. Now we're getting into uh, the 60s, well, the 50s and 60s, I should say. Brendan Edwards, best and fairest in 1960, and the following year, Premiership player. Yep, first premiership player, inaugural premiership. So famous name, really, Brendan Edwards. Uh, Wiki says he pioneered the concept of aerobic fitness in Australia. Wasn't that the coach <laughs> rather than <laughs> Brendan himself? Well, I was looking for a citation there, but Wiki didn't provide me with one. Okay. I want to reassure listeners, I don't normally go to Wikipedia for this stuff. that might have been Percy Serity, but anyway. <laughs> okay, well, we've got Peter Curran next. An exciting high-flowing forward. I think... I think I remember Peter Curran. Yeah, yeah, our listeners would be familiar with Peter Curran. Two-time premiership player for the Hawks. Really shot in the 1989 grand final. That famous grand final. Booting three goals. Yeah. Pretty got, key contribution. Got called through to kick that one by Dermy, I think I remember. Yes, that's right. Uh, Darren Jarman is our final one for the 109-game players. No, I don't remember him. <laughs> no <know>? idea. <laughs> you just want to move on? Yeah, just move on. Speaking of South Australian talent, geez. Yeah. Didn't he go back quick? <laughs> now, come on. We have to pay tribute to him. Uh, he, was, Pre- he was unbelievable talent. That Premiership guy. player in 1991, averaged in his debut year for the Hawks 18 touches and drilled 41 goals in that year. So it's a pretty good debut return. Yeah, best and fairest in his last year at the club. And then I think him and Ben Allen walked out, didn't they? Was it Allen as well, was it? Yeah, yeah. Ben Allen. Anyway, he uh, he certainly didn't pioneer aerobic fitness when he got to Adelaide. <laughs> oh, come on. That's, that's a cheap shot. I remember watching... Yeah, uh, I think he was playing for Adelaide at this point, but he he torped the ball mm. at about the centre square, and uh, he actually had time to nearly mark the ball as it came down. <laughs> and I remember Bruce discussing whether that would be paid as a mark. Maybe in the new rules of AFL, it might be. <laughs> I don't know. I'd need to check in with the AFL on that one. But yeah, there you go, Darren Jarman, who, of course, I mean... He led them to two premierships, Adelaide. Yes, that's right. Yeah, famous name. Got to be said, famous footy name. 
so there you go. We've paid tribute to all the 109 game players because we've got 109 ratings on iTunes. Got some reviews as well. Can I just point out that his son got delisted? Ben. So right. Yeah, because we were... We were looking at taking him last year. And we... then Adelaide took him instead. That's right. And they he's already been delisted. Gazumped us, yep. Oh, jeez. Any chance of us picking him up? or No, apparently his skills weren't good enough. Oh, okay. Pass on that one then. Uh, we move on to the uh, the reviews for iTunes. Now, uh, we got a couple. We heard from Vapehawk, who wrote us a nice review on iTunes. A must for all hardcore hawkers. Keep up the good work, Nick and Tiz. Five stars. Keep I prefer on... Teddy's. <laughs> you like the next one? Well, keep on vaping, Vapehawk. Uh, but we heard from Teddy as well. Teddy2501, who said, good pod, five stars. Brilliant. Succinct. That's what I want. Straight to the point. Just good pod. So there you go, listeners. It's really that easy. You don't have to leave an essay. We'll take any old review, as long as it's five stars, of course. None of this four, three, two, one rubbish. We'll only take the five. So uh, jump on iTunes and... Do us a solid and rate us, rate us handsomely. Uh, get on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. We've surpassed 1,150 followers, Tiz. That is well beyond where we, where we expected to be at the end of the season. People have been so supportive, and it's been lovely. It's good fun. It's still good fun. I thought it would, I would be jaded by now, but it's still good. <laughs> well, it's good to hear. I'm glad you're on board, this podcast is. I, I couldn't think, do it I think making you. top four really helped. <laughs> it really did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. When the team's up and about, I think so are we... And I think that really lifts everyone else as well. So it's great to have everyone on board. Recommend it to your friends. I know it's the off-season, but we're going to still be putting out episodes. So if you know any diehard yeah, Hawk fans... Yeah, when there's news. Like, well, yeah, when there's news. That's yeah. why we had that little break, because hmm. it just wasn't anything happening. And then we we were about to hit record, and still nothing was happening. <laughs> we'll get to that. Find us on Facebook, too. Uh, Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get to what's been a pretty quiet trade period, Tiz. Yeah, very quiet for us. Uh it looked like we were going to go to the draft, just pick up some talent that way after we missed out on Shield and, of course, Tom Lynch, who I would have loved at the club. Yeah, murmurs that uh, Hawthorne was no longer a destination club. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I think we'll, we got uh, out-priced out by Tom Lynch, yeah. and I think we just got outmaneuvered by Essendon on the Shield. Yeah, I'm not particularly concerned at either of those. It would have been nice to have Lynch especially, but uh, I don't think it says anything particularly damning about the club to miss on those two. But mm. And then we heard big rumours about Scully still looking around, which is interesting for me, seeing Shields left. You'd think mm. uh, Scully would be required. Yeah, And now Wingard pops his head up, says he wants to come to Hawthorne, and who are we looking at dropping for him? Well, news that just came to hand as we were recording... Uh, just before what, it, the first round pick draft pick, pick fifteen, well, as it stands, I think. Well, Burton, as well. Well, I'm not sure about it as well, but certainly his name has been submitted. Now, this. Well, this, what do you think about that? Because he's wearing the five. <sighs> I don't like it. He's you know, not Harford. <laughs> I think he had uh, kind of an average year, kind of the come down year after such an impressive um, 2017, but uh, he was just kind of trying to. He looked a bit starting, out of sorts. Well, certainly at the beginning, but he was starting to reclaim some of that form, and I think he's an essential part of the team. And he he could be super. He could be amazing. And I just, I don't like well, it. Well, he has had significant injuries, and I'm not sure if he wants to be playing behind the ball, to be honest. I heard Brent Harvey talking, but he wants him to be a tall midfielder type. And I just okay. don't see Burton becoming that. I think he's got some ability in that regard, but I don't think that's the way Hawthorne want to use him. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't I, think he's going to fill out enough, and I, I don't yeah. think if he did put all that weight on to be that kind of raging bull, mm. that his legs would cope. This issue of bringing Wingard into the club, especially potentially at the expense of Burton, has been very divisive. Well, Clarkson's had a mania about Wingard for quite some time. Since 2014, I think, he's been interested. Yeah, and then Hodgie sort of tested the wares (laughs) (laughs) by putting his head through the post. Out at Eddie Head, right in front of me, I might add. Yeah. The only player that played well that day was Shuey. (laughs) Come on. No, I'm serious. Any excuse to crowbar in praise for Sean Marcus? You well, he's still, you know, will he get a contract? Do you reckon? I don't know. This is, I mean, it's been quiet in terms of deals, but also there are names we're still waiting on, right? Yeah, still waiting on Sean Marcus, and who knows what's happening. With I Jure. just think a lot of them have failed to be announced. Some of those young boys, and also I feel, yeah. depending on how much, uh, how many trades we do make. They mm. leave open a few contracts to see if they can push some more money into the front end on them, of them. Yeah, Do you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might be then, right, yeah. You sort of, it's a way to manage your cash flow. But um, is he worth Burton Wingard? No, not for mine. That's not a deal I want to do. It's all potential with Bert, Burton, though. Like, he's easily <sighs> replaceable at the moment. It's potential with Wingard as well. I mean, well, have, I mean, we, have we seen Wingard hit his ceiling? And past, if we have, I don't no, want him. we haven't. Well... Presumably we haven't. We certainly haven't in the last couple of years because that's why Port Adelaide are getting rid of him. They're paying him overs. But there's, I guess on that point, there's also the Clarko factor. You bring in a play to our club, there's every chance that under this mastermind, they're going to reach a new level. There's every chance that Chad Wingard could do that. How, so, would, you, how would you use him? What, how would you play Wingard in this Hawthorne side? Oh, well, he'd be the Cyril Rioli type. Big shoes to fill. You're, he's going to get a number 33? No, he gets the 20 that Willsmore has vacated. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree um, with that. And then he wore it Port Adelaide, so it should, uh, you know, uh, buck up his ego. He should be happy with that. Well, if if that is the angle you're approaching it from, then I think that's fair enough, because, I mean, obviously Cyril being retired now, Puapolo being in the twilight of his career, he's he might be done after 2019. I'll tell even. you what Wingo doesn't do. What's that? Bomb into the forward 50. <laughs> True. Okay, he's very very good at being able to spot holes in defences and yep. hit up targets, and uh, he's got a lot of experience there. So what do you reckon, Wingard to Mitch Lewis on the lead? Yes, but that, <laughs> that would be what they're looking for. Yeah, right. And um, we have noticed that Burton hasn't been lowering the eyes a lot this year. Okay, so I want to know definitively from you. Let's start broad and then work to specific. Well, would you rather drop the pick 15 or Burton? Because that's probably the choice. Well, this is the question I was I was going to ask you. So you're pro Wingard. First of all, let's establish that you want Wingard. Wingard's coming. Okay, so you're kind of like it doesn't regardless of what we want. Yep, we're doing the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's put that to one side. You want him to play for Hawthorne. You want to see him in brown and gold. Yeah. Well, I didn't really uh, expect Wingard would ever play in brown and gold. He's not the kind of player I've looked at and gone, "Oh, wouldn't he be great?" Okay. But neither was Hendo, and look how he's been. True. But now that it's on the table... Or Hale. Yeah. I never looked at Hale and went, oh, well, he could be good. <laughs> the other 20 we had. So now he's on the table, though. You're pro Wingard or...? Oh, yeah. I, well, he's. I will turn up to watch him because he's bloody good to watch, isn't he? That's true. I'll give you that. He can do everything. Now let's work down to the specific of, would you give away Burton for him? Would you do it? Do a deal involving Ryan Burton? Well, this is where I want to bring up the PCM and how some of the players have been rated 
by the internal coaching staff. All right, I know you've done a lot of work to this, so let's just put a pin in the whole wing guard thing and the rest of the because trade period. Let's talk about the PCM. Let's go. Well, you want me to just go with the Burton stat? Sure, let's start with that first. So if you take Burton's polling from the PCM and you divide it by the number of games that he played, mm. you have Ryan Burton playing 23 games with 52 votes. Now, the way this works is at the end of each game, four of our coaching panel can award a maximum of four points to each player, right? So the maximum or the total points that a player may achieve for one game is 16. Okay. That means that Ryan Burton was polling on average two and a quarter votes per game across the four coaches. All right. So that's not great. That's what I take from that. Isn't it what you take from that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay, you've got some other numbers there. Who's that relative to? Well, like, Tommy won it with, with sevens. Okay, well, there you go. So he's a bit off the pace, is Ryan Burden, comparatively. But I mean, we are obviously well, measuring James against Warple the James Warple got 33 off 11. Okay. What, what are some other averages around there? Like, what, what are the names surrounding Ryan Burton? Uh, Poppy. Okay. He got a 2.7 across the games. Harry Morrison also rated very Taylor Jure rated better than Burton across his across his year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Jonathan Segler, almost the same figures. So kind of surprising outcomes, I guess. James as far Cousins. As, James Cousins had almost the same figures and was dropped, of course. As far as Hawks fans are concerned, this would be somewhat surprising because we are, I guess, talking about internally how the club feels about its players. One of the biggest shocks I ever had attending the PCM was uh, Lewis won it in 2014 and didn't and hardly polled in 2015. Do you remember that? Oh, right. Okay. That was very strange for me. But it's just... And this isn't about how they play the game. It's about how they uh, hit the targets that the, co- the coaches set for them. Yeah, yeah. Which is how Hardwick polled so well. Yeah, meeting internal standards. Clearly in the case of Hardwick, which you'd have to, well, I would suggest this, I don't know know about you, Tiz, but that's a surprise runner-up. I didn't see that happening. No, it definitely surprised me. Taya Miles, he has a lesser rating than Burton across the games, right? and he's been asked to look elsewhere. Yeah, there you go. But Hardwick is, I guess, by the club's internal standards, is ticking the boxes, and that's why he got runner-up. Exactly. And obviously Mitchell, I mean... Brownlow so Middle, that would you know, be why they're pre- more. that would be why they're prepared to offer Burton. Yeah, they must have their own. Yeah, they have their own checklist and their own criteria, and perhaps he's not meeting it, and that's why he's been put forth. And he has been, according to reports, where you know we've heard from the likes of uh, that he's on the table. Mitch Cleary and uh, there was one other journalist. The, the name escapes me now. Nick Bowen. That's right. Um, that it is happening. So, uh, I mean, we wait to see with interest what happens with that Wingard deal and whether Ryan Burden finds a new home. SA now, Lad, of a few course. listeners will be, and I should bring this up mm. because, you know, for the sake of being even-handed, Okay, Will Langford had the lowest polling per game. There you go. Yeah. So uh, he needs to improve, and I'm sure he's aware that he does. I would like to think that most players... Want to improve. Well, not only that, but have a keen awareness... Of where they of sit. where they're at. I'm and, sure the feedback loops are uh, are in place for that. Yeah, but I mean, how many times do you want to be bopped on the head and told you're not doing enough? Well, that's true. Well, there's been three players at least that have been shown the door. They've been bopped on the head far too much, and uh, the oh, club yeah. said thanks for your uh, and good luck in, in your future endeavours. So with that, we look at the delistings: Heatherly, O'Rourke, and Willsmore. Now, what do you make of those tiers? Well, none of those shock me. No, neither. 
And I doubt Wilsmore or Heatherly would be shocked either because they were both delisted and picked up again last year. Yeah, exactly. O'Rourke I feel sad about. Um, well, I mean, only because a, just he career. had talent that was... I mean, I mean, do you remember how Wilsmore looked when he arrived? Yeah. He looked fantastic. Mm. Um, just never came on. That so, can happen. It's a weird few days for Wilsmore because he wins a VFL premiership and then he's out the door. Well, so. he made the most of it. He did. He did. He took his chances. Uh, retirements, obviously, Rioli and Vickery. Yep, that was a thing that happened. That's a hell of a lot chance. of money right there. It is. It is. We've got a lot to play with there. And uh, I guess with that in mind, we look we look ahead now to the uh, potential targets that we have. Wingard, obviously, we've covered. Uh, Carl Amon Do as I get well. to tick Wingard? Well, you already have at the pub, so you you literally got out a red pen and put a big tick next to it. Yeah. You're very confident. Oh, mate, once they say that they've picked the club, that generally gets done, doesn't it? Yeah. Because otherwise... Okay, I agree with that. The yeah. other players on the list are like, well, they didn't... You know, Wingard's a big name. They didn't do right by him. They're never going to yeah. do right by me. And then they start making their own backroom deals, you see, and then you've got real problems. <laughs> All right, so fair enough. I had Wingard at the top of the list. Yep. Then Scully, mm-hmm. then I put Kaz Bolt, okay. which you turned your nose up to at the pub. I sure did. But um, if he can be that player that takes the best defender and leaves room for Nash to run into the forward line, who I wouldn't like to see playing as a key forward for a long time because I think mm. his pace is more useful up the ground. Yeah, you want to see him as a wingman. But uh, Mitch Lewis would love having Kaz Bolt next to him. I'd prefer Mitch Lewis to not have Casbolt next to him and just play senior footy all the time, which I don't think would happen if Levi was there, personally. But. Well, I mean, Levi and, and Ruffy in the same team would mm. be difficult. Uh, then Scrimshaw, who we're hearing will be coming. Carl right. Amon. Yep. Harley Bennell. Uh, okay. Oh, come on. It's a big roll of the dice. Mate, that guy kicks six off the wing for Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He was a second six in the... Six off the wing. He was second in their B&F one year, wasn't That's he? That's 1970s style football. <laughs> yeah, okay. Today. Turns back the clock. <laughs> About 40 years. I mean, uh, people blame Carmichael Hunt for his troubles. Uh, but what I would say is if there are... Frio obviously doesn't have the culture mm. to be able to support Bunnell through his trials. But if there's one club with strong culture, it's Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. And also Sydney would probably be able to cope. Yep. Maybe Geelong. Um, but Harley Benella is an untapped talent, and I just hope he doesn't fall out of the system due to the fact that he got drafted by Gold Coast. <laughs> you trace it all the way back there, hey? I do. Yeah, that's I, fair. Mean, I mean, that's where he started, so yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Well, there's a number of players with a whole lot of talent that ended up at Gold Coast that never, you know, never went on to anything Yeah, until they got to another club. Brody, also at Gold Coast, mm-hmm. I thought might be good on the inside for us. Homsch has apparently been told he's access to requirements at Port. Yeah, and interestingly, um, Gold Coast are looking at him. Part so. of their fire sale? <laughs> yes. Dom Tyson, who always seems to play well against Hawthorne. Melbourne player, yes. Melbourne player, I yep. believe they're looking uh, to do a deal with North on that yeah, one. Yeah, well, North put their hand up for everyone. Well, North want to offload Pruce. Pruce is looking at an early retirement plan behind Max He must Gorn. love playing VFL. That's all I can say. He just he likes the look of Casey. He went, <laughs> that team that came runner-up, I could see myself doing that. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Nick Newman. Nick Newman, yeah. On the trade table. That surprised me. North did want him. 
Yeah. But then they took that dynamic duo from Port Adelaide. Pittard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they're into Newman anymore. So Newman could still find a home elsewhere, but not at North. And uh, Josh Bruce. Okay, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, well, we need a forward. And if he's going to cost more than Casbolt, well, I was going to say if we're looking at Casbolt, we probably have to look at Bruce, right? Okay. If we if we if we're looking at recruiting a forward, this is the thing though. Since we missed out on Lynch, it feels like anything else is like a sort of poor man's Lynch. We're just going for the weaker option. But of the two, I'd sooner have Bruce than Casbolt. Yeah. That, okay. Well, I'm happy with that. And any delisted free agents you like the look of? Well, who have we got? Who have you? Who have you put down? I've got that Hugh Goddard from St Kilda. And uh, Freeman as well from St Kilda. Yeah, Nathan Freeman. Uh, Liam Dawson, a key defender at Brisbane. Mm, Never really got to go. And is obviously behind some good talent that is in that lineup at Brisbane. Yeah. Dean Towers from the Swans. We all know good old Dean. Hard pass. Hard pass. Oh, yeah. Really? (laughs) Yes. Did you see him playing for Hawthorne? I mean, I I can see how it looks like he was playing for Hawthorne. (laughs) (laughs) And he did have a couple of moments where he sort of... Um... And then, of course, there's Dad. <laughs> okay. I'd love to recruit Dad to Do I need side. to make a phone call? <laughs> Dad, what's this I'm hearing about you coming to Hawthorne? No, it's a bloke called Kieran Collins who was delisted from the dogs. And uh, they called him Dad because he was recruited and he had the sizable appearance <laughs> beyond his years. That is outstanding. Yep, sign him up based on that alone, I think. <laughs> I'm all in. I mean, we've got to replace Heatherly. Yeah. And uh, we need some backup there. And it looks yeah, like we we've put Segler on the table. Yeah, I wonder what's happening with that. Still, yeah. th- And this is the thing. There's still a lot to play out. Uh, as Motorhawk points out, he asked us the question on Twitter, at HawkTalkBot, is Hawthorne the only team not to deal in this trade period so far? Now, we know this is about to change, most likely, with the whole Wingard thing. Well, but- Collingwood haven't had a deal, have they? I, yeah, you might be right about yeah Collingwood maybe. I'm tr- racking my brains for who else though. I think we're the only ones well, left. Well, haven't done the deal yet. Oh, but I, yeah. Listen, that's if true. anyone can stuff up a deal, <laughs> it's Dodoro. Now <laughs> they're gonna. What what will they have to give up? Because obviously they'll be giving up more than we are for Wingard. That'll be great to watch. Apparently, uh, I've read this somewhere. Apparently, it was not a cash thing. So Shield's actually probably going to earn less by, by going with this crap. Yeah, you don't buy it? No. Yeah, fair enough. Until they start making the salaries public. There's no idea about that? There's no insight? Mate, listen, uh, I think, is it Jeremy McGovern has a deal mm. as a um, a sales manager <laughs> okay. in a company over in the West? Is that right? Yeah, and someone else at the club also has a deal as some kind of manager. So there's ways and means, sir. <laughs> ways and means. It's almost as bad as the Vizzy deals that Carlton used to do. <laughs> Okay, so this also this all comes back to um, J.P. Mack when he says, with Clarko saying we need more class and missing out on Shield, is there anything we can do to salvage the trade period? And please don't let any of this answer be Wingard. Well, I unfortunately, think, that happened. I think J.P. Mack's tuned out by now, actually. <laughs> if you've stayed with us, J.P., uh, well done. Thank Hang you on. for staying Look, with us. Wingard got the Hawk logo on his chest early. <laughs> been coming for a long time. He's been liking our stuff on Instagram. That was the real giveaway. Oh, That's when it? we knew. Yeah. 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 Clarko staying on. <laughs> liked. <laughs> just just like when Shield came into Melbourne Airport wearing Adidas. That was the... the was that wanted, a thing? Yeah. People that's said... terrible. Yeah. People immediately said, oh, that's our key sponsor. 
It's one of our sponsors. Remember I'd see definitely coming to Hawthorne. Yeah, anyway. yeah, remember Puma. Yeah, Samsung. Are <laughs> we just going to rattle off a sponsor? Audi. <laughs> I was surprised Lewis left. He loved those Audis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, okay, with Clarko saying we need more class, what can we do? So, you reckon... You well, reckon that was just a throwaway line, wasn't it? <laughs> we'll do what we can. We need more class. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, that wasn't that in his press conference? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, well, you got to say something, don't yeah. you? Uh, you got to say something. Organic, that's organic, you know, growth in a list is yeah. is a thing. I mean, if we go through them, the blokes that are under that are twenty five or or under, who played very well this season, and they were the engine of the side. Uh, we've got Burton, mm. who's on the trade table, Hardwick. Came second in the BNF. Yep. Howe, who basically killed his chances by not uh, by punching uh, Cripps in the face and then breaking the leg of an opponent. Mm. Uh, Impey, recruited last year, twenty three. Miles didn't shoulder that much. I wouldn't have thought. Then you got Mitchell, mm-hmm. Brownlow medalist. Yeah, it does all right. Second time Peter Crimmins medalist in his <laughs> record, two years at the club. Record breaking. Then you got Morrison. Who's nineteen? Amira twenty-four, Sicily, and Warple, and then there's uh, Gunston who's twenty-six, and Shields mm. who's twenty-seven, who right. had what would be nearly his best year. They're younger than I actually thought. Shields and Gunston—they've yeah. got a, quite a bit of footy to play. <laughs> yeah, still, Shields was pretty young during the uh, during the threepeat, wasn't he? <laughs> it's incredible, yeah. really. Actually, yeah, I didn't give him enough credit for that. Uh, we've heard from Nat on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. He says, "I'm honestly more keen on us getting Scully because we've never replaced Brad Hill with our second-hand running wingman, apart from Izzy. Uh, rather get him than Wingard purely due to price and the need he fulfills. There's just not well, been he's much... a running machine. Yeah, that's true. There's just not been there's not been much chatter about Scully. Have you noticed? If we are interested in him, it, it hasn't really... Do you really think Scully's the kind of bloke who wants to be written up in lights again? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Okay. And I can still see that Melbourne supporter with the money bags at the G. <laughs> now, uh, we had a cluster of questions also revolving around the same thing. Uh, so let's try and get through this succinctly. Sheridan, DK, Sav and Dan all kind of combined together with their respective questions and, and really tried to outline the conundrum that any club faces. And it's especially true of Hawthorne. And that is, what do we do? Do we trade or do we go to the draft? What is the priority here? Well, I love the fact that the AFL demand that you go to the draft every four years first round. Yes. Right? Yep. So obviously, that's a big red flag. Avoid the draft. (laughs) Yeah. Because once you get out past the 10th pick, you're 50-50. Once you're out past the 18th pick, you're one in four. Mm -hmm. So there your odds of finding a 100, 200-game player. A 300-game player is just ridiculously small odds. Mm -hmm. So why don't you pick up a bloke like Wingard with pink 15, right? Yeah. You got a ready-made player. How old's Wingard again? Wingard, I I think we should look up the stats for Wingard actually and just go through who he is, how tall, what we can expect from him. This is uh, officially the Chad cast, isn't it? Well, it'll be great when he doesn't arrive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to look too good historically if he doesn't end up at Hawthorne. So he's six foot, 183 centimetres, okay. 82 kilos, which is 181 pound. Great. 
<laughs> Thanks for that. Midfielder forward. He began playing in 2012. He's played 147 games, 232 goals. That's not bad. He's mm-hmm. represented Australia in the international team honours three times. Oh, sign him up then. What are we He's, waiting for? Uh, Josh Cahill medal, 2013. Put out late leading goal kicker, 2015-2016. Seventh most goals for Port Adelaide. Yep. He's been All-Australian twice in 2013 and 2015. All right, are you done? Or? He was the South... Australian under-18 captain, which is interesting. Okay. All right, so there's le- had, leadership material. I didn't think he had leadership material. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, mark of the year 2014. All right, so you're pro-Wingard, are you, just to establish? Yeah, he'll be fine. Okay. Uh, we, I uh, mean, he's been salivating over him. He's only 25. Yep. And Clarkson has a plan. He'll probably play in the back pocket and kick goals from there or something, you know. <laughs> Be something ridiculous. Maybe with the rule changes that might be possible. I don't. <laughs> Chad Jordan Wingard. Jordan. Yeah, can we call him that instead? Because I hate Jordy. the name Chad. The Chad. The Chad. Chadwood. Chadley. We did this. Already, why are we going back here? I like <laughs> it. <laughs> you just... I just found out his middle name's Jordan. <laughs> so why... Can we get a well, wings poster? A wings poster. Yeah, you know when they it's in the band wings. Put their, no, put their wing. Uh, oh, okay. You know they yeah, they yeah. put their arms outstretched like. I was thinking a bit Paul. A Paul messianic and sort of throwback. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on? No, I want to... <laughs> okay, so you What are we giving up for him? So your trade, your pro-trade rather than draft in this particular instance? In all. In all instances. In all instances? Yes. Okay. If we weren't required to, why would you? Because it's more of a sure thing in your mind. Is that the point? Mm. Okay. And it can be surgical. You can work out exactly who you want, where you want them, play them there, mm-hmm. rather than waiting for what the kid might want to be. Yeah. And then... Trying to mould him into that. Uh, yeah, I see the merit in that. And you, you're putting a square peg in a round hole because you need a key back, but really Timmy wants to play forward. That kind of thing. <laughs> but we did hear from Dan in this cluster of questions that said the reality is we're probably not going to win a grand final with our 30-plus players, so why not build under the next tier? So you would agree that we at least have to target some youth in our trading, right? How do you think... Uh, Birchall, Burgoyne, Frawley, Henderson, McAvoy, Picopolo, Roughhead, Smith, Stratton and Whitecross are going to feel if you're like, youth policy, yeah, youth policy, this is going to be great, we're going to rebuild. Well, I don't think you have to say it. You just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and all of a sudden, Ruffy's playing in the twos. You don't tell the press. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, you don't have Burgoyne at 36 on the list. If you're hoping to draft new talent and replenish like that. Yeah, but it, I think that's Dan's point, that we need to start looking at that. All right, well, cut burgers. No, Obviously, Ruffy's been around too long. He's only 31, but get rid of him. He's had oh. a preseason now, you know. Oh, I mean, it was all right when he was coming back, but he's already had a preseason. So, you know, oh, no, they need two, don't they? Those young yeah. fellas, they need two preseasons before you can judge them. <laughs> Maybe we should do that with Ruffy. I don't all know. All right. I think Dan's point is, if I could speak for him, I think he'd allow me to. Yeah. Uh, The (laughs) engine is the young fellas. Yes. The finishers and basically your outside class (laughs) is the old fellas. Look, I And they hang around so long because they're so bloody good at it. Yeah, I highly doubt that he's saying, cut them all at once. It's just this acknowledgement that a few are arriving towards the end of their careers Look, and you have one, to start managing it now. It's one 18, 19-year-old that you're picking up in the draft. 
at yes. 15. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Who was the last one we picked up? I have no idea. Do you know the answer that, to that? That, that early. God. Um, 2010, we got Isaac Smith at pick 19, right? Right. And then we didn't have any first rounders until we got pick 19 again with Ryan Burton, who we're now offering up. And then pick 22, who was also in the first round of that national draft, which is Kieran Lovell, who I've hardly seen. Okay, so it's not exactly a great argument for taking on first rounders. Okay, all right. Okay, Blake Hardwick went 44 in that draft. We've done pretty well with our picks, considering. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Been and all that's over the, the point. shop. Hawthorne are great at developing talent. It doesn't matter where they're really picked up. And also, we isolate guys and bring them in, like Mitch Lewis and Morrison. Mm. You know, they're two stellar little blokes that well, become one's little. fantastic footballers. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Lewis is still a little for his position. <laughs> well, that's what he needs to do. He needs to bulk up and uh, hashtag make the switch. <laughs> switch to Mitch in 2019. Uh, we heard from Nicholas Vines who said, with Shield going to Essendon, do we eventually try it for Josh Kelly either this trade period or next? I'd also love to see Harry Himmelberg come across. He really impressed me the last part of this season with his marking and, and ability to kick three to four goals. I like Himmelberg. I also like Josh Kelly. So, What, the flower power Himmelberg? The flower power? Yeah, apparently his parents were flower power people. They're all hippie. Well, something's working for him. He's a good footballer. So. Uh, is it Harry Himmelberg? Is he the one GWS? Well, I don't know. No, yeah, ha- well, yeah he's, he's GWS, but yeah. I don't know about his parents. No, I think it is. Anyway, Josh Kelly, <laughs> you'd have a hell of a time trying to get him out of there. Isn't it Cogs we're getting out of Coniglio that we're getting out of GWS because he's such good mates with Amira? That is the male, yes, that uh, we're going to go for that one. So, I don't know, maybe he we... comes out of contract. 2019. A lot of people on Twitter have been suggesting that is the eventual target. So maybe we do have a lean trade period and we just uh, we stock up and look forward to 2019. Uh, we heard from Dean as well who asks, any news on if Hawks are going to pick up the Northern Territory kid Irving Mosquito in the draft or rookie draft? Uh, I think he'll be picked up definitely. I mean, we have Dibs, Hawks, yeah. Hawks Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to be no reason why he won't end up with us, so... I'd say it's pretty much a lock, yep. as far as as far as I know, anyway. I'll wait to be proven wrong with that one. Uh, look, we move on from the trade period now. We've got to recap some Peter Crimmins medal results. Uh, Biggest result, Cyril not showing. That surprising? To me it was, because the club came out and said he would be going. Yeah, I don't know. I think in context it makes sense that he wasn't there. I know... There Saw were... him at the grand final. Yes, he was at the grand final. Jeez, he looked cold. Did he look cold? He did look cold. Didn't even notice. He was rugged up, had the beanie on. Well, he's been in a warmer climate for a while now. I wanted to chuck him a scarf, to be honest. Hawthorne scarf? Yeah, my scarf. I was wearing my Hawthorne scarf at the grand final. Uh, yeah, because you went. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thanked him as he went past in the back of the ute. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he got it. And that, then, and then that after was a good him, moment. Tommy Mitchell said something to him. I have no idea what he said. <laughs> and I said, well done, Tommy, as he went past. Okay, good. This is a bit indulgent on your part, isn't it? Just I this enjoyed whole, it. I went to the grand final. You didn't go to the I grand go final. I go every year. Get used to it. <laughs> I mean, there was a time where as a Hawks supporter, I could say that too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get to the PCM results. Obviously, the winner, Tom Mitchell. There was no real surprise there. The runner-up was Blake Hardwick. That was an absolute surprise. Yep, had no idea that was That's coming. That's the estimation... That uh, the coaches hold him in. Uh, best player in finals. Would you have picked Liam Shields? He was pretty good. Yeah, he was very good. I, I suppose Gunston would feel 
a little bit embarrassed he didn't get that. I think if he doesn't hit the post, he he might He'll probably get, it. get that. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, to be that's a bit brutal. But he got most consistent player did Jack Gunston. He had a fantastic <laughs> year apart from that one blue. Most promising player Blake Hardwick. The honors again. Now this is the one I liked his best first year player. Hashtag Warple Watch James Warple. <laughs> Hashtag Warple Watch. Still watching. You still like him when oh, I see. Yeah. Well, you have a go at me for talking about the grand final. There you are, patting yourself on the back. Not myself, ourselves. Okay. I'm I didn't feel anything, in. I gotta say. <laughs> no, we were on this very early. You remember the back back to the uh the halcyon days of AFLX watching him run around? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we were very much. Anrahan looked good too. Yeah, and that's he, right. He performed well in the VFL. We haven't yes. really spoken about um, some of the blokes that might come up into the team from the VFL. That's yes. where you. That's where you do get growth. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Clarkson referring to organic growth. I I buy into that. I look at. I think if we have a lean trade period, I'm not disheartened because I actually rate our VFL guys. We'll get some of the awards for those guys in a sec. But uh, yeah, best first year player James Warple. Good on him. Love the Warpedo. Uh, best club man Taylor Jurey, which is interesting for a bloke who's been doing medicals at other places. <laughs> yeah, well. If you get dropped and you take it well. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, best club man. Which club? <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, <laughs> poor tails. We look at VFLW now. Uh, VFLW best and fairest. The rising star of the comp, Jade Van Dyke, who was great. Uh, VFLW uh, best and fairest runner-up was Rebecca Beeson, who starred on the day, of course, of the, that premiership win. Leading goal kicker, no oh, surprise, yeah, Sarah exactly. Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, Sarah Perkins there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, best club person was Steph Carroll. Uh, and uh, VWFL, best and fairest. Here, this is a challenge. I'm going to try and get his name right. I apologize if I it's murder VWFL. the pronunciation. It's the wheelchair league. Yeah, so we honored the uh, best and fairest for that league. Peter Ogunyemi? 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 I reckon I re- It's a scattergun approach. I reckon I've nailed one of those. <laughs> now, we looked at the VFL. Cole Austin trophy really had to go to Andrew Moore. Uh, the Trademark Brotherhood Award to Will Hams. Best finals player. Have a stab, Tiz. Pido. Ooh, he's pretty good in that grand final, but have another think. Hanrahan? Oh, also a good guess. Oh. You want to go one more? Third time's the charm. One more? Yep. Uh, do I get another chance? You're saying one more chance. One more chance. One more chance. Um, Dylan Moore. Correct. <laughs> how did you get that? Almost <laughs> like he had a bit of help. Most consistent <laughs> player was James Cousins. Our leading goal kicker, of course, my boy Mitch Lewis, and special recognition went to Dave Mirror. There's a few more awards other than that, but those I thought were the main ones. And uh, coming out of the PCM, we had the news that Clarkson signed on. Yeah, 2020. Of course, they haven't announced Mitchell yet. A little bit annoying, <laughs> considering how much build-up there was. Uh, the VFL will no longer be coached by Newman. It will be... Maxie Bailey. Yeah, Max Bailey, who... I was standing next to at one of the VFL games. and he Looking was, up. <laughs> you know when you go out on the ground and you're listening to them at, yeah. uh, between the quarters? Yep. Well, uh... Does he have what it takes? Uh, he was pretty fervent. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but not loud like Newman was. Of course, hmm. I couldn't hear everything. But yeah, he's he seems a nice bloke. But a lot of people thought that Sam Mitchell would be coaching the VFL side. And then those moves were made and it kind of threw... Uh, threw everything out a bit. Everyone's a bit confused there. We still don't know what Exactly Mitchell, what his role will be. Yeah. Well, Perhaps everyone, with Andrew Russell 
Leaving. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. So, in Mitchell, out Russell. Oh, come on. Everyone's got their head in their hands about this. He's been there 13 years. If we don't know all his tricks by now, we will never know them. You say everyone's got their head in their hands about it. I don't. And for that reason. Because you can't tell me that. I mean, his, his understudy is moving into that role. Yeah. The bloke that worked beneath him in that field, who should know all of the ropes and exactly what the club was trying to achieve, is moving into that role. We're, I think we're going to be okay. Do you want to go through a list of the disappointments of Andrew Russell's career? <laughs> That's harsh. Wait, what, rather than celebrate him? No. Nah. <laughs> He's a, a huge contribution over, what, 12, 14 years, whatever it is? Yeah. And you want to look at the, the disappointments? Well, someone on Twitter did it, and I thought, no, no, I better not run with that. Give us one, just because I'm curious. Uh, all right, hang on. Where did I put it? <laughs> You've got a list. It's fantastic. Tim O'Brien never filled out. There you go. Well, I mean... And uh, Buddy being unfit when he left. Okay. Which I, I, I spoke to Andrew Russell about. And yeah, he just reckoned Buddy wasn't working hard enough. <laughs> oh, okay. Shots fired. Yeah. So well, um, I asked for one and you gave me two, so... Oh, pick one. No, I we'll be, we we'll be all right without him. But my main concern is that he's just going to Carlton to prep the ground for Clarko. Oh, come oh. on. What? So Clarko moves in as senior coach, Bolton drops back down to assistant, and you've got Andrew Russell. Yep. <laughs> What's going to happen next? They recruit Lewis from Melbourne. <laughs> Mitchell returns to AFL. They recruit Lewis from Hawthorne, your worst your worst oh, nightmare. No, they get Mitchell and Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we heard from Aaron who said, I'm super interested in Croft's tweet regarding Russell being more valuable than Clarko or a star player. Huge statement from someone who knows the inner workings of the club best. Clarko's signing was important, of course, but I did feel the same with the news on Russell. Yeah, no, Russell is an elite talent. And uh, he was not only good for the physicality of the players, but he was also good for their mental agility and their ability to handle the stress of competition and performance. So he will be a massive loss. But having said that, the understudy is coming up underneath him and, you know, new ideas for a new period. It's not all bad. You need some kind of turnover. People seem to forget... In, in moments like these. And I, I get that people are worried about the direction of the club when something like this happens, but the club is bigger than one person. And hasn't that always been the way with Hawthorne? I mean, we can't be exposed by one transition like right. that, I would say. So I'm, I'm not particularly downcast And they wouldn't on let him go if, if they didn't feel that they could cope. Yeah. So he is contracted. Yeah, exactly right. Now, Tiz, you've got a plane to catch. Yeah. Because you're heading over to Perth. Yeah. Because uh, you're jumping on the Eagles bandwagon, clearly. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> yep, now I'm going to do some recruiting over there. <laughs> so let's uh, speedily get through these last points of the podcast so you can catch that flight. Tom Mitchell, 2018 Brownlow medalist, your thoughts? Who would have thought that Hawthorne <laughs> would go out, drop Bradley Hill, bring in Tom Mitchell, mm. he wins two Peter Crimmins in two years, a Brownlow medal, carries Hawthorne to a fourth... <laughs> Mm. On the ladder, which became a sixth after finals. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we, have the, we have the talent to really become a, a very good side very quickly with the right development in some of these players and some mm. accurate and clever uh, recruiting. And I think Wingard will 
be very, very useful. How did this for turn that? into Wingard again? It well, is the Chadcast. Well, I just... asked you a question about Mitchell winning the Brownlow. You made it about Chad Wingard. Well, let's face it. I mean, Mitchell's happy to pick up the pill all the time, but he's sick of bombing it forward or seeing it bomb <laughs> it forward. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. He'd love to have a little hit-up target like Wingard running around For sure. taking possessions off him. You know, he'd really <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> I think the astonishing thing about Mitchell's win... And also, it's fantastic because you give it... You give it to Sydney all the time, don't you? Well, that is the other great point, of course. I mean, Kanga who? That looms <laughs> as one of the more diabolical trades of all time, well, at least in the modern era. Them letting letting Tom Mitchell go has just been yeah. After incredible. it's not like us where we let Kanga go because we had Saul above him and a few others. He was playing in their side. He and was, he was good, and he was leading their team in grand finals, even though they were losing. He was yeah. playing very well. Yeah, and then nah, we don't need you, buddy. Excess to requirements. Yeah, off you go. And he went, oh, all right, I'll win a Brownlow elsewhere then. Fair yeah, enough. Thank goodness his dad had coached out the side. <laughs> but the other thing about his year, this is the astonishing thing for me, is that you would have noticed throughout the year, it seems like every week uh, the opposition came out. Captain, coach, you name it. Talk would about come him. out and talk about him and go, we've got a plan. We've got a plan. We'll lock him down. We've got a plan. Yep. Didn't work. No, they should have just bought... You know, aren't it shapes onto the ground? <laughs> yeah, just as a diversion, yeah. a, st- a distraction for him. <laughs> just diversion tactic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that's the secret. Did you see he got delivered like two hundred packs? Drove a forklift up to his welcome mat for barbecue <laughs> shapes, and I'm a chicken crimpy man myself. Just in case you okay, wondered, I'm not partial. Okay, fair enough. Uh, your thoughts on the 2018 grand final? Seeing as you went. Uh, pretty good grand final. Correct result. Really enjoyed that. Um, lots of wailing and gnashing of teeth. Didn't know magpies had teeth. <laughs> That's cheap. Pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Didn't think she would kick it. Loved it when he did. Oh, yes. How good was that? That was a great moment. That play to get him the ball was astonishingly good. Well, it was over the other side of the ground. I wasn't really aware of All right, okay. the whole play. but Didn't um, watch replays or... No, but this in the moment, you know. Yeah, okay. And I thought, oh, well, he might have a shot and mm. miss. And, you know, then they'll have the ball back. And Yeah. But to be honest, that kick to McGovern, that was the worst bloody thing I've ever seen. <laughs> All they had to do was get it into touch or whatever, yeah. and they put it straight down his throat. Yeah. yeah. But I did not enjoy how when I did get home and watch the coverage, that they focused on Buckley in the box rather than Adam Simpson in in the victory. I can't recall the time when they've done that when the final siren is gone and they've cut to yeah no that's just crap. You can, the losing you can box. cut to that later. And Shuey was thoroughly deserving of that norm. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, what but did Rioli of, did play well. Did, did well. He did, yeah, he did. He did. Um, what did you did you spare a thought for me when you saw the banner torn to shreds? Did you look at that <laughs> and go, well, I know who Nick's tipped now. Because oh really? Yeah. You, tip, you, yeah, you know how I think, yeah. and everything's a sign. Especially well, no wonder she was final. crying. Oh, that well, that was sad. I'm I'm not saying I took delight in it, but when I when the banner tore apart for for Collingwood, I went great noise from the crowd. Oh yeah, I imagine so. Like uh, live, it would have been incredible for that Ooh. that realization in unison of oh, that's a bad omen. Yep. and um, yeah, it was a roller coaster. Mind you, they have a shocking. Uh, tally ratio in grand mm. finals, Collingwood. Oh, yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I, I saw that banner fall apart and I was like, oh, well, that's it. That's this What do you reckon t- the players did when they came out of the race? Well, that's it. I just think... That's torn it. 
<laughs> Stuff like that just doesn't happen. Underappreciated, that is. It just doesn't happen to a team that wins. Do you get what I mean? Like, No. Absolute really? garbage. If that impacted them psychologically at all. Look, let's face it. They were lucky Willy Rioli kicked that first goal. Yeah. Otherwise, it was Shazer 2015 all over again. They dropped yeah. their bundle like you would not believe. Yeah. And Darling only turned up in the third quarter. Big rollercoaster of emotions. Start with the banner for me. And then, of course, with that avalanche of goals that the Pies poured on, I just thought, well, the Eagles have lost this. Because the Eagles were doing things yeah. that a winning team, do a not, team that do ends not up, do. they just do not do. So uh, Collingwood ran out of gas. That Braden Sear. Who was so essential, Sire. Sire, who was so essential for them in that midfield? Young mm. bloke, I think they recruited him. Mm. Uh, he came from the gods. No one thought that he would be recruited into the AFL, and then suddenly he was. Yep, he was running. He was walking up and down the boundary line in front of me, mm. and uh, he was gone. He was stuffed. Yeah. He was getting everything he could out of himself. They had played so well in that first half; they just ground to a halt. They and that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> Well, I because hope... I don't want that kind of football that Collingwood play, where they got where they can overlook Darcy more, yeah, in a grand final, mm. and uh, expect to win. No, nah. no, thanks. Well, I hoped that West Coast would win, and they did. So I was pretty happy with the results. Um, I guess that puts a wrap on the season. That's so it, that that's it now. that appeal didn't didn't work. <laughs> the petition. They're not going to have a replay or something. No, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. They won't reverse the result. Well, of course, we've had one winner since then. Of course. Jack Gunston with the longest kick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Hawthorne still winning on grand final day, which is good to see. <laughs> <laughs> so petty. Uh, we'll take anything. Okay, I've got to talk about something, though. Okay, Individual right. awards. Yeah. How, how, how much do you think our club rate them? Not at all highly or... Well, if Clarko can find his way to have a snooze. This is where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Fell asleep. My goodness. Yeah. That is terrific. It's just as well he has such a great standing in the game, right? <laughs> He'd never live it down otherwise. Maybe if Ross Lyon had done it. Exactly, that's my point. <laughs> Any other coach does it, oh, because it's Clarko. You just you and laugh he, and you move But he on. owned it, didn't he? He, he did. wasn't like pretending I wasn't asleep or anything. He was no, like, no, no, he's fine. He's, definitely he's had a perf- micro snooze. Perfectly happy to joke about it. And it's a long night, Tiz. It's a Brownlow's bloody long night. <laughs> I do not blame him. Thing. I tweeted the whole thing. <laughs> I should know. Uh, anyway, you've got a plane to catch, so we should wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah, get yeah. into the social media stuff. Thing. Yeah, they'll, they'll have it wait for you. I don't enjoy you. flying. So. All right, okay. Yeah. iTunes, 109 ratings. Get on there, rate and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Twitter, at HawkTalkPod. Now, we're covering the trade made, stuff. House made me watch Flight last night. It was on free to air. I was sitting there <laughs> on my computer, and I look up, and there's Flight on. I just looked across <laughs> at him. Trolling you hard. <laughs> Is he the AFL trade wizard? <laughs> uh, get on Twitter because we are covering the trade stuff as best we can. Uh, obviously, we can't look at the screen all day, but we'll try and keep you up to date with what's happening. It's been easy for Hawthorne because nothing's bloody happened. <laughs> but, but with the Wingard stuff, we'll try and get you up to date. Get news. Scrimshaw, get Amon. Who else do you want? Scully. Find a way to keep Burton or something. I don't know how they're going to manage that, but we uh, we watch with interest. Find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, you're going to be away in Perth. Um, At the end of the trade period. Yeah, so are we going to try and sneak a recording in somehow? Or? Somewhere. 
All right, I'm so taking a mic with me. All right. Should we promise that to listeners or yeah, just... That's, yeah, promise it and then don't deliver. My, <laughs> my aspiration is to be more like the AFL. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do us for this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully, to wrap a fruitful trade period. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. Chad. 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 Chad.